Hello friends, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm now Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky sexy situations and turn them into sexy sticky situations. Basically, we're a sex dating advice podcast where we find questions either online or sent in from our wonderful listeners. Including you. Not that you've sent something in, but that you are wonderful. Yeah. And hey. Maybe you should send something in. Yeah, maybe you should. And if you're thinking, <laughs> oh, but my life is so perfect and my sex is great and my relationship is great. All right, cool. Way to brag about it. You can let us know that too. We'd be happy. Especially if you then say, because I listened to you for the last three years. Yeah, exactly. Even if you did, even if you've never listened to us and you're just like, you're coming here like, damn, people need to listen to this. My life's perfect. I'd like to give you a high five. I don't know. And I also want to say, nothing's perfect. You could always make something better. Oh, shit. Yeah. And that's the thing. A perfect relationship would always want to be made better. To be fair, I feel like a a perfect relationship would actually be terrible. No, because then it wouldn't be perfect. Exactly. Exactly. All right, you ready for a question? Yeah. Actually, you know what? I kind of want to do only two questions this episode again. Oh, really? No, let's do. No, let's do a lot. And by a lot, I mean I have three. Yeah, let's go. Okay. This is just seduction. This is by Forever Bronze. Now, Dane. They don't want BS responses, right? They say this multiple times. How many rejections in a row is too much? Be honest with a numerical answer. No BS responses, please. At this point, it's just sad. Ever since I left Massachusetts and moved to New York, I haven't been given a chance by any girl I'm attracted to. There's no way in hell they all have boyfriends. And no way in hell, even if they do, they're all loyal to them. <laughs> oh, that's a cool way to think, dude. Uh, no, well, when no, I- no BS, seven. Seven rejections in a row? Yeah, it's too much. Well, the best is someone does give him an answer, and then he goes, and then what? Just die alone? Dude, well, that's like, that was my question, was going to be like, what happens when you hit that? Like, what's the what's the alternative? Like, what's the, the final game of like, well, I hit my seven, my seven rejections. Like, what's the next step? <laughs> Yeah, someone goes, 999. If you can't get results by 1,000, maybe this isn't for you. And he goes, what do you mean this isn't for you? Like I should die alone? (laughs) And he does see, there is an edit. And it's, note. when I say rejection, I mean initial rejection, like first five minutes. I was trying to get girl's number, and she says, can you get away from me, please? I honestly didn't think this was possible. I saw guys go up to girl in high school, and they would say, ew. And I never thought something similar would happen to me. This is crazy. I can't get a single number. I might as well be an incel here. I hate to break it to you, sir, but it kind of sounds like you already are. Um, Okay, so let's stop being mean to this man for a brief moment. Because he's dealing with some severe insecurity issues, which I feel like most of the people on seduction do. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're feeling kind of shitty that, you know, you're currently dealing with a lot of rejection. I think what you need to do here, sir, is check your approach on how you're trying to get these numbers and why you're trying to get these numbers. Is it literally Mm -hmm. you're walking across, you know, the street or you're in a cafe or a bar or something and you see someone you're attracted to and you're like, that person owes me their number because I'm attracted to them. If that's your logic and that's your rationale, then yeah, you're going to 
be consistently met with rejection, I think. If you're now mm-hmm. actively trying to engage in people that you already know or you know, finding non-threatening ways to instigate a conversation with people you don't know and you're not finding results in terms of, you know, people reciprocating interest, that's going to happen and that sucks, but perhaps you need to like really really think about where you're approaching people and how you're approaching people. Yeah, well, let's be fair. If someone's saying, "Can you get away from me, please?" you're doing something so wrong that they're feel threatened and scared because a lot of people will say oh i have a boyfriend which apparently is not a sufficient answer for you which again tells me a lot about you and your approach and why this isn't working for you because that's a kind way of putting you down and clearly you don't believe or care about that and you push it to the point where people move on from the kind thing and say can you get away from me please you know what i mean these are all signs that you are doing things so wrong that you're scaring people and that's awful for you for them mostly them um so yeah like maybe take a step away from a lot of seduction because you're not meant to ambush people in public or just jump on them in the street or just harass people because you see them and they're attractive you've moved to a new place and that's scary and it's hard and settling takes quite a while so work on getting settled and work on you know i I imagine these rejections are hitting you a lot harder because you probably don't have a home in in inverted commas in quotation marks yet there because if you've just moved it takes a while to get settled to have your friends to have your rhythm to have your you know your local haunts etc um so it could be you're putting the cart before the horse because i'm sure if you had a girlfriend or whatever you're aiming for you would feel better but it's going to be harder to get if you don't feel settled anyway so stop trying to make yourself better that way if that's what's happening work on yourself get some friends go out and and like meet people in reasonable places like bars and clubs and yeah. And I mean, clubs is in like sports clubs as well. You know, if you have a hobby or if you start doing something that you like, cause these are non-threatening ways or non-threatening situations to approach people in, then you need to work on approaching them in a non-threatening way. Yeah. I mean, like at the end of the day, this question really is how do I talk to women? You know what I mean? Yes. And we've addressed that and, and like a thousand times. And it is like now said, join clubs, uh, find hobbies, um, you know, go to places that you enjoy and, and build a friend group and start connecting through their social circles. Because like Nell said, it's scary to move to a new place and it's going to feel like losses of any sort are going to feel worse. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you don't get the job you were looking for, it's going to suck more when you don't have your sort of like core foundation of, of, you know, your, your home friends. So focus less on this sort of arbitrary value of win or lose or rejection acceptance kind of Mm -hmm. thing that you're doing with women right now and focus more primarily on yourself, um, getting yourself in a a position of confidence where you feel good about yourself and that every time anyone says something negative about your approach or whatever, your knee-jerk reaction isn't, so I should just die alone. Because Mm -hmm. no, no one is saying that. No one is saying that that is the option. But you definitely need to sort of reconfigure your entire mentality and your approach about Mm -hmm. this. And I think the the best way to do that would be to take a hard pause from seduction because it's not working for you. Yeah. Well, honestly, the question is how many rejections in a row is too much? And I'm imagining it's whatever number brought you to making this post because you're not happy. You know what I mean? You're not 
doing well, obviously, if you're talking about being an incel and you're complaining to everyone has boyfriends, there's no way, like, there's this kind of conspiracy that everyone's out to lie to you about boyfriends and people are telling you to get away. And obviously, you've reached a point where things aren't good right now. So take a break. You know what I mean? And I think that's, that's what you should do. When you hit that magical number that's too much, you don't give up. You take a break. You recalibrate how you approach, which clearly you're doing wrong. You work on yourself and you let yourself breathe because you don't want to spiral and keep getting bitter. So take a break right now. Whatever many rejections you've gotten right now, that is too much. And rejections happen and they always will. But like you don't want to get to this point. And when you do, take a break. Absolutely. This comes from Reddit user MyFakeAccount90. Someone tell my friend this is a terrible idea. He found a profile on a dating app. He thinks him and this girl would get along. She's cute, etc. In her profile, she mentions that she works at Name of City Zoo. He says he's just going to go to the zoo this weekend, find her, and try to get her number slash ask her out on a date. I've told him this is a horrible idea. Even if she never finds out that he found her on a dating app, it's weird to flirt with someone while they're at work, no matter the occupation, and that he's going to seem like a creep because the zoo is 45 minutes from where he lives, and he's going alone this is a terrible idea and you need to stop yeah if you need someone to tell you this is a bad idea here's two boys right now telling you this is a bad idea it's hey it's it's a bad idea your turn day it is a bad idea uh yeah so my girlfriend has a story where a guy i guess on tinder or whatever didn't match with her but was able to find her through social media and effectively commented was like, Oh, I saw you on Tinder, but we didn't match. Um, but I think we'd be a great fit, which is a far less creepy than showing up in person, but is one of her top creepy stories of men. So if that's going to get that reaction, how do you think this whole zoo stalking scenario is going to go? Well, it's I think the, I don't think he's going with the move of being like, Hey, I saw you. I think he's meant, he, like, yes, he's trying I know, to but he's still, meet cute. he's still doing it. Oh, yeah, you know no, I mean, for sure. what I'm saying is if it ever comes out, because if you're this oblivious and it ever goes well in the third act of this weird, twisted rom-com, he's going to unveil that that's how he met her and she's going to think it's creepy and they're going to break up. And then eight years later, they're going to re-meet in a coffee shop and awkwardly end together. And everyone's going to hate the movie apart from idiots. <laughs> yes. So the the friend here brings up a lot of great points in the sense of like people don't want to be ambushed with romance at their workplace, especially not from strangers. Like I'm sure this person is probably like slopping the muck out of some, you know, cage or is busy feeding penguins or, you know, giving medication to some sick fucking animal. Like you have no idea what they're doing uh, over the course of their day and mm-hmm. Or to, where the fuck they are. Like, it's hard. Zoos are big. And as Dane said, like, very a large. lot of the work happens behind the scenes where you're literally not allowed to go. So what's your friend going to do? Awkwardly wander around the fucking zoo hoping to find them and hope to find them in a way that's reasonable. And then, like, it's absolute insanity because, like, best case scenario, they do find them and they're doing something and they don't mention what they did. And they're still just like, hey, I'm walking up to you and I have, like, you know, 20, 30 seconds to kind of give you my number i guess like that's super weird so i think like what we really need to discuss here is the we've talked about it before with like people who have conversations and they plan out how the conversation or how the conversation is supposed to go mm-hmm. and then when it doesn't they get upset they're like well i said this and, and, and my boyfriend didn't say this back to me and it's like mm-hmm. okay cool you've created this sort of atmosphere that you know you're gonna go to the zoo 
run into this woman by chance uh, and then all of a sudden have this amazing spark and connection and like that's a lot of unfair pressure to put on a complete stranger and yeah, so you're I think also a lot stalking of, <laughs> yes and I think a lot of people do this with online dating where they see someone and they're completely enamored by it, which is fair sometimes you see someone and you know their picture you're just like holy shit this person and like mm-hmm. I think we've all felt that when you're on online dating where you're just like god damn but you mm-hmm. need to have the sense of reality of being like they're on this app the same app I am if they don't say yes to me, it's not my job to track them down and try to manufacture this elaborate, completely made up event to go exactly. And it's like the only thing that's going to happen is one, you're going to creep them fuck out or two, you're going to really like, you're going to break your heart every 30 minutes. Every time you find someone on a dating app that you'd like that you're then going to try to like hope that you bump into at the laundromat. It's, it's really, really toxic in your treatment of this person but it's also it's, really really bad for you it's super dangerous as well right because it's like sure i can hope your friend isn't a fucking psychopath but again i don't think normal people do this and on top of that it's like let's say three people do this but the fourth person you, you know what i mean like if, if people started to make this normalized this would be so much more terrifying because there are really terrible men out there who do really bad things with far less like ability, you know what I mean? Like knowing where someone works and all these things that like it is stalking and it's creepy and it's awful. And it's like, even if you have good intentions, even like normalizing it is awful. And the fact that like your good intentions mean shit because you're still kind of like completely going against this person's like privacy and everything. It's just fucked. So you're a good friend. Tell your friend they are entirely in the wrong. And it's like, fuck it. Sometimes you just don't get the person. If we got every person we thought was attractive, we'd all be dating every celebrity. Most people can agree that like tracking down someone at their workplace that they have not even told you about, like you have just discerned this information from profile or whatever, um, hey, is a bad idea. Even, even if they've told you about it, <laughs> I don't think it's great. You know, unless they expressly ask you to come to work. That yes, sucks, yeah. man. Don't do it. This is bad. But also we need to stop like hyping ourselves up or like creating these fantasies of people. I would say specifically that we don't know, but even people that we do know, like how many people have probably have a crush on a friend. And then once they find out that their friend isn't this perfect person that they've created in their brain is all of a sudden like disillusioned and brokenhearted and like starts treating them a little differently because they're no longer that incredible fiction fiction, yeah that you've created in your head it's like we need to stop doing that and i think if Mm -hmm. we can if we if we bite that behavior in the bud we'll have less people wanting to hunt down people at their workplace because they will have the rational behavior of being like oh i'm projecting a lot onto this stranger and it's super unfair of me to try to act on it oh it's hey it's definitely a problem but I do also think the whole stalking thing is <laughs> very much more of a problem, but they go hand in hand in this case, especially. Well, that's that's so, what I'm saying is, yeah. is if you like the root problem is this guy being like, she's my dream woman and I need to find her. If we treat that, we won't have people stalking except for <laughs> malicious stalkers. Now, the thing is, how good's that Tinder profile? Damn. Like, you know, I've rated a few out of 10, but would I go to a zoo to stalk them? I wouldn't. Then again, I wouldn't go to a zoo to stalk anybody. But if your friend does come to their senses, get them to send over that profile because, you know, I want to see what they've done. I mean, I'm going to bet that it's probably 
pretty bare bones. It's just this person. It's just, just someone's hot. Yeah, yeah. Just t- be be the be a good friend and tell your friend. Like, don't just say, "Oh, this is like." Lay down the law and be like, "Dude, this is fucked." You know what I mean? Don't let them have even an inkling that it's not not fucked. You need to. I really mean, I, let I them get the sense they've had this conversation and now they're looking for reinforcements. Mm-hmm. I hope so. All right, you ready? Uh, now this one's specifically for you, Dan. Okay, because you are cats and as butts. We all know. Hmm? Cats and butts. Cats butts. That's nope. That's cats and butts. That's the answer. Oh yeah, no, it is cats and butts. So this is by Throwaway Ease Nine Eight Nine. Would dating a girl who works as a funeral director slash mortician be a turnoff? Serious question. As someone who is in the field. Oh, because it's spooky. spooky. It's peak spookiness. No, I mean like. As long as they're not doing like as long as they haven't taken the work from home, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, current trends seriously. No, I don't. If you're super uncomfortable with the idea of death and people touching death and like that kind of stuff, then, yeah, probably not a great fit because they'll probably want to talk about their day every now and then. But other than that, no, fuck it. Yeah, I don't think so at all. I actually do know someone who's in training to be a funeral director and she's hot as hell and like. It's actually very interesting talking to someone who has something that's like different because the only person I know who like studies that and has that as like an end goal. Uh, I think it's actually pretty fucking cool. So no, there's gonna be fucking weirdos out there, but that's the same for everything. So you should be fine. Yeah. I mean, I know people who, who don't want to date like bartenders and surfers because other guys like stare at them. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it, you're, you're going to find people who have stupid ass backwards views of uh, women in the workplace, regardless of what work you're you're doing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like I know that there are people who are like, women don't belong on construction sites, women don't belong here, or you know any number of things. So like, yeah, you're gonna find people who are fucking idiots about it, but you're also gonna find people who don't care. And I feel like that's probably gonna be the majority thing. I think there might be an initial shock for some people to be like, oh wow, but whether or not that's going to be a turnoff, I don't think so. Like I said, I think mm-hmm. if you have hangups about death and the dead then you might have a hard time being able to like you know unwind with this person if they want to be like oh yeah today this happened i don't know fucking dead guy did things i accidentally uh, burst a client yeah oh no i put the wrong i put Uh, the expanding liquid in no i popped i popped brian (laughs) um but yeah other than that whatever um one of our friends actually uh his ex-wife uh their family owns a a funeral home and whatever she worked there in the summers and stuff like that when she was a teenager yeah like realistically it's like if you're dating a fucking doctor or nurse and they had to go cut up a cadaver it's like what's fucking different i would say that dating a doctor and a nurse are going to see far grosser shit and far Mm -hmm. more wild shit than someone who's a mortician or a funeral director like i I I would say the zombie apocalypse because they're no Doctors will deal with that way worse. I don't know, because I guess it depends what kind of zombie reanimation. Is it like as they die, they turn? Or are they just yeah. going like to be raised from? Yeah, you're right. Okay, you're good. You're safe. A 28 days later situation where it's more of like a a crazy fi- uh, feral thing that where they don't actually mm-hmm. have to die. It, I, I think doctors yeah, would be still. Right. No, you're right. You're right. You're good. Date, go, everyone, go date this funeral director right now. <laughs> everyone. Break up with whoever you're dating right now and go date a funeral director. Uh, this comes from Mr. McJenkins. Uh, girl's ex-boyfriend showed up to my house while we're, while we were making out. I heard this loud pounding on my door and he asked if she was there. I said she wasn't. And he said he knew she was there. 
He stood outside my house yelling at us, but she went out there and argued in the front yard. So here's the rub. I'm kind of scared to see her again. I mean, I kind of like her, but I'm not willing to get into a fight with a much bigger dude over her. Am I a... <laughs> I'm assuming this is supposed to be wuss, but it's woos. Am I a woos? Am I a woos? Anyone got any polite ways to say I don't want to see her again? Mm, okay. Um. Well, one, that's a reasonable thing to feel. Absolutely. Two, there are other ways to go about this than just, oh, fuck, I have to either see her and fight this guy or not see her ever again. And thirdly, fuck it. If you made your decision, that's fine, you know, but like, you know, you could call the police or not answer the door or talk to her about the situation. Because like, why was he there? Did that ever get resolved? Oh, so yes. In the comments, apparently he followed her from her gym to his place. That's cool. That's real cool. I love the amount of stalking we got this episode. Yeah. Uh, maybe talk to her about calling the police and getting some kind of restraining order because that's not normal or cool or good. Maybe call the police if he shows up again. But hey, I can totally understand you not wanting a part of this, especially if it's new. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's not just worth the, the, the stress. Uh, you don't really need to tell her why necessarily. You can just tell her it isn't working out. You can just tell her that like, the whole boyfriend situation is a lot for you to deal with and you, you know, don't want that kind of drama at the start of a relationship. It's like, I'm sure they'll get it. It's going to suck for them that their boyfriend's ruining this shit too. But there are a lot of pretty reasonable ways to do it. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm dumping you because of your ex-boyfriend. Yeah, I, I don't think you're in the wrong here to be like, yeah, I don't really want a jacked up angry dude banging on my door at whatever hour of the night. Even if you're here or not, you know what I mean? Like, he now knows where I live and he now knows that we hang out. Like, so if he doesn't know where you are, I could be stop number one for him to be like, and like, you've already lied to him. So what's to make him yeah, stop? Why like, would he believe you if you say he's not there? She's not there next time. Yeah. So it's like, now you're going to have this dude fucking bursting into your house, like tearing your place apart, looking for her. I, I, so like a lot of the people in the comments were like, you need to, like, you need to take it upon yourself and call the cops on her behalf. And I'm like, hmm. No, I don't think you do, because we've talked about this before. It's like, well, that might be the, I don't know, quote unquote, right thing to do. It also puts you in a lot of danger. You've now interposed yourself into a relationship that you have no idea what it's like. You know what I mean? For all you know, this is a, a common thing where they break up every couple weeks. She finds someone new. He, they do this song and dance and then they get back together. You know what I mean? It's like you don't know the intricacies of their relationship and interposing yourself of being like, I called the cops on her. I'm going to press charge or on him and I'm going to press charges. It's like, you've made that very complicated for yourself and you don't know how it's going to shake out for you. Well, I think at this point with him, not at the door. Yes. Then again, if he comes back, I think you shouldn't hesitate to, if somebody's going to show up and like be threatening and aggressive and stalk you. Yeah. No, everyone was suggesting that he takes like, after the fact, you know, call yeah, no, on her like, behalf and no, cause that's, that's a, her thing. You know what I mean? If she wants to or not, if he comes back and it's about you, sure. For her right now, maybe talk to her, maybe express concern, but that is kind of on her. Yep. But yeah, like as for kind ways to say, it, you can just be like, Hey, it was a lot. And I don't really want that drama. This, that much drama this early in a relationship. I feel or like ever. that's pretty reasonable. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I feel like it's nicer when you say it that way. I think you being like, hey, I don't like having people show up very angry at my apartment. Now, you know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of boundaries being crossed for both of us, and I don't want to be involved in this. So I, I'm very interested in you. I like you, but I if I would like you to resolve this situation before we move forward. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's it. And don't again, don't hesitate to call the cops if he does start causing shit for you. Yeah, all 100%. right. One more. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're blasting through them this week. We're making we it up to you guys. Uh, this is by Lingonberry Timely three nine seven. Uh, boyfriend told me he can't have kids because of some syrup he took. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone knows this, but okay, continue. I explained to him that the only male contraceptives are condoms and the vasectomy, so I'm upset because I feel like it's something he's not telling me. He keeps saying he knows he can't have syrups because of this make-believe syrup. You mean he can't have babies because of this make-believe syrup? Did I say syrup? Yeah, you said you can't have syrup because of this make-believe syrup. Damn, syrup is just dripping through my mind all slow. Yeah. Like, yes, he keeps saying he knows he can't have kids because of this make-believe syrup. I would, I would, if this was me, I'd be like, you need to show me this bottle. Not because there's a chance that it's correct, but I would love to read, like, just read it. Mm-hmm. it it's whenever you see, like, recently I was showing uh, the boys uh, AlphaCon, which is like some oh, douchebag Instagram influencers alpha male conference thing and uh the, i think at its core it's like a, a finance thing of like we teach you where to invest i think he's one of those like uh amazon crypto bros i don't think it's crypto i think it's the amazon like buy and sell thing i don't know if you've ever seen those things anyway no. it's very obviously like a pyramid scheme <laughs> and the list of disclaimers when you go to sign up for this AlphaCon are almost longer than the page to like see what it's about of being like, you know, we're not a finance institution. We're not advisors. We have no legal responsibility if our advice costs you Ruins severely. <laughs> yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like uh, also, you know, this conference is subject to change and the things you buy aren't subject to be rewarded or like you know and just like so it makes me so like i would love to see this syrup bottle because i imagine it probably has the same amount of disclaimers of being like hey this isn't medicine this is just something that we've put in a bottle and and sold to you uh we have no legal responsibilities to you whatsoever if you have children i i imagine the bottle is a very very funny read and that is what i would i would want to see if i was this person yeah, and then if you have it in front of you, you can Google it. And then when it says, oh, this is an absolute scam, you can be like, hey, look. <laughs> or drink it yourself. Yeah. A lot of people seem to think he's drinking spermicidal lube. He doesn't <laughs> understand how it works. Uh, which is possible. I mean, is, does he have a could, very slippy throat? I mean, you could probably get flavored spermicidal lube, right? So like, he's probably getting like the cherry flavor and thinking nice. the flavor Gulping is meant down. to enhance the taste of it as opposed to yeah. masking. <laughs> so the the thing is, you have two unfortunate situations here. Either one, he is dumb enough that he believes this or is drinking spermicidal lube. And that should maybe have you thinking about what kind of man you want to be sleeping with. Or two, he thinks you're dumb enough that you'll just be like, yeah, let's fuck. I mean, so, I think that's that's probably what I would lean towards is that he probably read this on a fucking subreddit of being like, hey guys, I wonder. Like, wait, which which one do you think? Hmm. 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 Where? Hmm. What's toxic? And, hmm. To be honest, I, I don't, don't think it would be seduction. I, I think there's too many people in seduction not actually having sex. Is there a worse? Oh, there probably is. I'm, God damn it. I'm sure there is. 100%. Okay. Yeah, I think you need to. Straight up be like, hey, regardless of whether this syrup exists or works, and let me tell you, it doesn't, we are not having sex without 
a condom. So mm-hmm. like you can keep guzzling whatever the fuck it is you're drinking and probably give yourself some sort of horrible disease like those, you know, the anti 5G things radiating everyone and giving them cancer. Yeah. Just be like, at the end of the day, I don't care what else you're doing. If you we want to have sex, we're wearing a condom. You can mm-hmm. guzzle down whatever syrups you want. That's not going to change my stance on this. It doesn't matter. Even if he had a vasectomy, but you still want to use a condom, that's fine. You're allowed to impose your own limits. Because even if he has this magic this magic syrup, does it stop STDs too? There are so many reasons to use condoms and appropriate contraception that like, even if this magic shit was real, which l- let me tell you, it ain't, you could still be like, no, wear a condom. Like, he doesn't just, oh, 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 I've got my trump card, though. I have magic syrup. Boom. And you're like, shit, he outplayed me. Now I have to do it raw. Like, no, that's not how it works. I forgot he had semen ambrosia. (laughs) I play my blue eyes white syrup. Yeah, you, and and like, it goes the same thing with, like, women who are on the pill who don't want to use condoms. Like, if you're a dude and you want to use a condom. Use a condom regardless of like what other contraceptives are being used. You know what I mean? Like you said that you, word so as, wrong. What? <laughs> you said contraceptives. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. That's just funny. It's, Sorry. It's an incentive to have sex. Ah, but it's contra. See, it's it's all dance. So it's a contra incentive. Yeah. Contra I, like the NES video game. It is you get to play. If you have sex with a condom, you get to have sex and also get to play contra. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, was the best marketing by Contra ever. And also condoms. And, con- and condoms, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all about branding, right? We need to rebrand things so that people care about them. Call condoms uh, penis dragons. <laughs> Dane's right. Just fucking impose your own limits. Use a fucking condom. And also, get this bottle and send that in. We need this magic Tinder profile. We need this fucking magic syrup. It's a lot of magic. I need to see it. I need to fucking see this bottle because I imagine it's done in like MS paint and like the wrong (laughs) resolution. You know what I mean? It's like when, when you used to print out images as a kid and they would come out all pixely because you, you stretched Mm -hmm. it to the size of the paper. Like that's what I imagine. Stuck on with sellotape as well. Oh yeah. It's not even a sticker. It just says no condom spelt wrong. Magic syrup. This is is like the fucking Michael secret stuff equivalent of, contraception this guy being like i oh, fuck man i need to know what the syrup is that's all i'm gonna think about now i'm so sorry <laughs> it says here snake oil because my dick is a snake yeah and if there's one thing that kills babies and kids it's oil it's snakes oh <laughs> <laughs> um this is a new question because I can't spend the rest of my life thinking about this syrup, which I will. Uh, realistic Beyond 860. I got chlamydia and the shame is killing me. Do I need to share to future partners that I had it? So I, a 23-year-old female, got chlamydia from a guy that I really liked, but it turned out he was just using me for sex and dumped me. Before I found out, I actually went on to have another relationship with a guy, 26-year-old male, who I passed the STI to. We broke up for other reasons. He told his best friend that I gave him chlamydia. And now I just feel like everyone is going to know. And they're going to look at me like some dirty, cheap slut because I got chlamydia and passed it on. I just feel so much shame for ever getting chlamydia. And I'm wondering if I'll ever find anyone to love me after getting chlamydia. As men, would you like to know if a girl you met has ever had an STI? I mean, I'm all treated now and I'm all clean, but I just thought that I once had an STI is just embarrassing to say the least. Please give me some sensible advice to, to help my current state. Well, so many things to say. One, it is no reflection on you whether or not you get an STD. 
STI, whatever yeah. the current. Which one is it now? STI? STI, I believe is the. Yeah. It is like it could happen to anybody. Yes, you could be unsafe and get one. You could also be very safe and get one. Um, mm-hmm. It is no moral judgment on you whether you get it. It's like getting a fucking cold or whatever. Like the only thing you should ever feel is if you were like very unsafe and you feel bad for being unsafe, sure, whatever. But like, don't beat yourself up. Just use that to make better lessons or make better choices next time, I guess, if you want. But also, just because it happens doesn't mean you even were unsafe. Like nothing is 100%, even condoms, even whatever. So get that out of your fucking mind because that is one of the main problems with STIs and STDs is because of that shame. People don't talk about them. People don't, you know, get them treated properly or get themselves checked regularly enough. All the stigma and all the bullshit surrounding them. Everyone's so scared and so nervous and they tiptoe around them, but it means nothing to you in terms of whether you're a good or bad person. And that's unfair to feel. So don't feel that way. Two, you're clean. You're better. You're not currently going to pass it on. There's no reason for you to tell someone you had it back in, you know, the day. That's like every date you're on being like, oh, I was sick. I shat myself once. I had diarrhea like three times. I blah, blah, blah. It's like if it's not relevant to right now. Hold on. Hmm? You're saying there's someone out there who's only had diarrhea three times? <laughs> I yeah, Last week. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe she has an iron stomach. You don't know, Dan. I guess. But, like, that's the thing. It's like, if it's not a current concern, it doesn't matter that you had it three years ago. You know what I mean? No. No, not at all. So get that out of the way. Yeah, it sucks that you gave it to this guy. That's awful. I'm sure you feel terrible. And again, like, you're not, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't feel any of these things because obviously you're going to. It's it's realizing that you're not a bad person for getting it or passing it on. Obviously, you would try to be safe and try to get tests and all these things. But it's like, if if you don't see a symptom, I can totally understand. So... Just don't be so hard on yourself and you don't have to disclose it. And of course, people can love you because you had a mostly harmless STD back in the day that you're over. Yeah, chlamydia is so treatable. And like you said, it's like it's gone. You Like you don't need to disclose p- things that don't matter. By all means, if you want to share your sexual history with a partner, that's fine. Like if someone ever if the topic comes up, you're allowed to. We're not telling you to not divulge the information. But mm-hmm. as now said, it's not important or pertinent to new relationships whereas like if you had something like herpes that persists and comes and goes with outbreaks it would be important to tell your partner and be like hey i've recently had a herpes outbreak to let someone know and make a a informed decision as to whether or not they wanted to pursue a sexual relationship with you by all means yes that is that's an important thing to do and if you were still infectious if you still had chlamydia or or were in the process of treating it yes that's when you tell your partner about these things mm-hmm. but to 100%. tell someone about that you've had it in the past that no longer pertains to them no you don't need to do that it's it's unnecessary stress you're more likely to run into people who haven't uh you know dealt with the stigma of STDs and it's it's only going to make your life more difficult i appreciate your willingness to be front or, or be upfront and, and forward about these things, but completely unnecessary. Yeah. And that that's it. That's the answer. You know what I mean? Like, don't be so hard on yourself, but it, it isn't really pertinent to a relationship that you had it once. Um, yeah. And it's, look, you're going to, the guilt, if you're a decent person, the guilt is always going to be there because no one wants to feel like they've put someone else in danger or, you know, even if like, if I was feeling a little under the weather and I gave someone a cold, like, I feel shitty about that. 
Of course you would. But as long as you didn't, like now said, like as long as you didn't have symptoms and you just ignored them because you were embarrassed or worried that it might be something more serious. If you just didn't know you had it and you passed on the STI sucks, but like you didn't do anything wrong. If you were aware of it and slept with someone and didn't tell them, then you're a bad person. Yes. But this doesn't seem to be the situation here. So you don't need to don't need to dwell on it too much. Deal with like like now said, feel these things. Absolutely. But then also take a moment to roll back like the rational brain and be like, okay, did I know about it? No. Could I be held accountable for it? Not really. You know what I mean? Because you didn't know. So mm-hmm. try to try to rationalize it a little bit for yourself and, and take the blame a little bit off yourself um, and then try to figure out how to move on from it. And if you have trouble with that, maybe talk to a like a, a health counselor or a sex therapist, because I know a lot of people after getting STIs get this get the skin crawlies. You know, what I mean, like they still always kind of feel like it's a part of them until they learn how to process it properly. And talking to a a professional about it might be beneficial to you. It's eminently treatable. And I think most mature sexual partners know that like STIs are just a risk. You know what I mean? Like there is no 100% guarantee. You take your due precautions, but it's like if it happens, you deal with it and you don't be a shitbag to to other people. And that's how we should all strive to be as sexual partners. This is don't believe, just watch. The girl I've been oh, seeing yeah. for two plus months just completely revamped her dating profile on the app we matched on. Uh, male, female, both early 30s. First month of us dating was great. Second month was not so good. Still hanging a decent amount, but texting is much less fun. Oh, sorry. It's so much less than it was the first month. Hung Saturday night after not seeing each other for 10 days due to holidays, and things seemed great. Good convo, laughing, hooking up, affection. This morning, I was curious. I know I look into things, but I see the first thing she did this morning, we haven't talked yet today, was change all the responses slash prompts on Bumble. I'm going to back off today because even though we're not exclusive, it pisses me off because I want to be exclusive. Would you call her out for this next time I see her slash talk to her? Uh, no, (laughs) you're not exclusive. You said it. If you want to do anything, maybe have the conversation with her about becoming exclusive. (laughs) No, Dane, you secretly pack it down deep inside your soul. You never let it out, but then you get angry anytime she does anything that goes against that secret you've never told her. Like, cause I didn't miss that. Right. He never, they never had the conversation of being like, Oh, I want to be. Yeah. So like, no, don't get angry at her. She's just doing like, for all she knows, you're also changing your Bumble profile. How do you know it was the first thing she did? That's a weird fucking thing to say too. Yeah. Because it, it very much seems like, Oh, I was just curious today. Like, are you checking her Bumble profile every day, dude? Yeah. That's not that's not normal. That's not cool. You need to chill on that. But as Dane said, you are not exclusive. Calling her out and getting pissed off and not talking to her. Are you big? Are you a big baby? Are you a big human sized baby? Maybe she's treating him like a chump. No, but for real, like that. That's not how you do it. We just talked about being mature dating partners, mature sexual partners. You need to fucking learn the realms in which you fucking occupy. You are not in the realm of exclusivity. So you cannot be pissed off for her not doing exclusivity things. You know what I mean? That's absolutely wild. Backing off today. Like, no, like if you want to be with this person, be with this person. If you're okay being casual, be casual. If you're not okay being casual, ask her to be exclusive. If you want, it's been two plus months. So maybe it's not too early. I don't know. But like, if she doesn't want to be, that's totally cool. Don't call her. Okay. If you call her out, that's all your chances out the window because she's going to think. Also, you're a what are you calling out? 
Yeah. Like what, what specifically, like, Hey, I know we're still dating people and I still have the app because I'm able to check your profile. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I noticed that you updated your profile. Yep. Yeah. And she's like, okay, <laughs> one, it's yeah, very uh-huh. weird that you're doing this Two, what are you trying to be upset about? The, the thing yeah. you just said is real that we're not exclusive and can see other people. Yeah. Why are you upset about that? Cause I don't want you to. Oh, you never told me before. Well, it's a secret deep dark down on my soul. Okay, how am I supposed to know that? Oh, uh, fuck. Like, what are you doing? This is one of those, like, really great teachable moments where you get to level up. You know what I mean? You get to take your jealousy, which this is what it is. You're very jealous that she could be potentially seeing other people. And hey, let's be real. We talked about it, I think, yesterday or last week, where if you're seeing other people, you're seeing other people and you should just assume that they are. Just mm-hmm. flat out. That is that is a universal truth. But... Now you get to like look at this and be like, oh, hey, why am I jealous? Oh, it's because I actually really like this person and would like to be exclusive with them. As opposed, and like that's the healthy procedure of of feeling these feelings. Be like, oh, I'm jealous. Why am I jealous? Oh, I really like them. Oh, I'd like to be exclusive with them. Then you have the conversation of being like, hey, so I realized that I really enjoy spending time with you. And then you have the conversation. You, you open that dialogue of being like, would you be interested in becoming exclusive with me? Because the alternative, as Niall said, is how you fucking tra- like tank this fucking relationship. Yeah. If you come at like, what would you like? Think about what you would rather be addressed. Would you rather have someone be like, "Oh, hey, here's my feelings and my honesty and everything that." So I'm like, I'm opening myself up to you and being vulnerable and and taking a risk and being very complimentary in the process. Yeah. Or would you rather have them come at you defensive and angry and accusatory for and things that they're not even as well? Yeah. Like, what do you think? Like, what path do you think is the better way to go here, friend? Yeah, it's like you need to grow up. You're in your early 30s. I'm sorry, but you need to get out of this mindset that people like should secretly be dating you, even though you haven't talked about it. What? That's insane. So don't call her out. Don't be pissed. By all means, look, if you if you feel that and you're like, oh, I'm a little jealous, I'm a little whatever, you can feel that. But part of being mature and part of being a good lover is rationalizing that what you're feeling is valid but unfair, you know what I mean? Like, you can feel it, but that doesn't mean they've done anything wrong. You can feel it, yeah. but then you need to get over it because they're not exclusive to you, so they haven't done anything wrong. So you're being irrational and you're feeling a thing, which is then a you problem, and you get over that. You don't take it out on that. Yeah, so 100%. Just please. And also, you're like second month not so good. You're hanging a decent amount, and then you hung immediately after the holidays, and things were great. You're not texting as much. One, it was the holidays. And two, maybe just the texting has fizzled somewhat. You know what I mean? Like, everything else seems really good. So take a breath. All right, let's do some Tinders. Now, some of the comments. I'm not going to go into them, but you can imagine. Uh, Yeah, let's Tinder it up. Let's tender it up. Um, at the end of the episode, we like to peruse online dating platforms such as Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, and comb the profiles for red flags, figure out what works, what doesn't work, in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. This is Hannah. In their picture, they're wearing a fake news crop top. Conservative. Music, media, arts, nerd stuff. Swear I'm not here for clout. I don't even link my Instagram, but I don't know why I'm here. Cool. I mean, like, there's a bunch of red flags. No, this is... I was trying to be like... Red flags because I'm not a conservative, yada, yada. But like, it's just a bad profile. 
<laughs> like it's not yeah. good. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a two. I'm gonna give it a one. I, the whole like I don't know why I'm here. It's like be a mature fucking grown up person. Admit you're on a dating site to date. Like what the fuck? Like if you don't want to <laughs> date anyone, then don't be here. Yeah, like it's. It, I I hate. I absolutely hate the whole like. Mm, I don't want to be here or like I'm not like you, you're here for a reason we all know it we're all here for the same reason even more importantly it's like going to an anime convention be like ugh, I don't even like anime like even though you're wearing an anime t-shirt it's like you're there you're wearing a t-shirt like admit it I do that we're all here for the reason too no I do that I do that for it's sure it's a one hit me let's stick on this train I'm confident and insecure I'm an introverted extrovert I'm a friendly loner I'm a glamorous hobo I'm funny and serious. I'm cold and caring. I'm feminine and but anti-feminist. I'm smart and stupid. I'm a walking contradiction. <laughs> yeah, I'm, with... I'm just me. Cons. Hashtag hate pizza. Hashtag anti-kids. Hashtag anti-religion. Hashtag anti-liberal. Hashtag no hookups. I am shockingly filterless. Heavy drinker, smoker, 420, drugs, religious, vegetarians, vegans are massive deal breakers. No kids. No small dogs either. Hashtag not vaxxed and don't care about yours. Wow. I think it might be the worst profile we've ever had. It's other than the ones that are like super rapey and violent. Yeah, I think this I think this. Yes, this is definitely probably one of the worst ones we've had. Damn, like they really think they're deep with their oxymorons, right? They really think I, they let are. me tell you, let me tell you, there is nothing I like more on this than the anti kids, because it's not saying that she doesn't want kids. She's saying <laughs> she is against children. Just <laughs> just the concept of kids. She fucking hates them. I, yeah. I'm anti kids. Hey. Do we want to protect kids from COVID? Absolutely not. Get them in there. Get them sick. I don't care if they die. I'm anti-kid. What? <laughs> on one hand, I hate sick kids. But it's funny because in an oxymoronic sense, I love sick kids. You know, sick yeah, kids I'm cold and caring. Actual ill children. Also, I like how they think you can be funny or serious. The opposite of funny is not funny. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like, oh, man, this person's serious. But wait, they cracked a joke? It's like, no. God, just minus 20. Yeah, real bad. Like you, oh, okay. This is Anita. I'm looking for someone Bulgarian with an FL mindset. P.S. If you have to ask what FL is or are not Bulgarian, we will not be a good fit. <laughs> I would. I wonder. I wonder if they're Bulgarian. <laughs> I don't know. It just says lives in Toronto. Or yeah, okay. I mean, sure. This is. Do you think FL stands for Fruit Loops? I can only assume fat. Yeah. Fast light, fart, fart lamp. <laughs> but like, for um, real, does it stand for Florida? Like, I don't, I don't know. We are obviously not a good fit. I'm not even slightly Bulgarian. I'm not even close to Bulgarian. Um, this is Sophie. I might be lactose intolerant, but I can handle your milk. <laughs> I don't like it being described as milk. And I, I do love all the lactose. So I'm going to give it a seven because it's kind of funny. Actually, a six. Yeah, it is. It made me laugh uh, as someone who does have lactose intolerance. It, uh, it it definitely tickled my my funny bone. So I'm going to give it a seven. OK, All but right. yeah, no, that's true. I do like anytime I've had a few people be like, can't wait for your milk. I'm like, huh? You know, milk. Huh? I've never he- I've never had a human say that to me. And I'm glad I'm like, you know, milk men don't produce milk. Right. So like also milk the- is so watery that like, yeah. 
Oh, it's like pissing instead of coming. <laughs> yeah. This is A. No injections and no membership in the booster loyalty program. My booster shot is a daily scoop of chlorella. Universe, work your magic. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think I actually have this person. <laughs> or maybe booster loyalty club is a common phrase. Oh, I don't it know. Is, it is yeah. common. Um, this is going to be a big old zero from me. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, chlorella is an algae. So <laughs> side effects of which include bloating, diarrhea, fatigue, gas, green colored stools, nausea, and stomach cramps. Is it safe to take it every day? No. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. It's literally when I look up Google immediately, it's like, oh, cool. Uh, this is Jody. Um, she has her whole name, which I'm not going to read. 28 years. Victim. Very single. Let's chat. Victim. Right? No clarification victim on that one. Victim and very single are like, you're single or you're not. Very single just has kind of weird negative connotations, I guess. Because yeah, I, I don't, I mean. never, I never know, you know what that means. It, it seems a little desperate almost. I don't know. Uh, victim. That's weird. I don't know what you <laughs> yeah. mean. Like, I just, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's probably nothing good though. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. There's no, something there's... serious. And this is way too flippant of a way. Cause like, how, I don't know. It's just kind of unfair to throw that on someone and weird, but, or it's not in which case you're kind of making light of people who are victims. Either way, it's not good. Yeah. I'm giving this also I, a zero. Yeah. Bad bash uh, today. I know. Uh, should I try find a good one? Uh, we only have time for one more, so I guess I'll hit you with with Alex uh, in Toronto to visit my best friend, just looking to swallow someone's kids. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. I mean, like, yeah, it it does hey, its job. I'm gonna give give that a seven. Yeah, I guess what it needs to across. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it. A, I'll give it an eight. Um, perfect. That's going to do us friends. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate you spending your, your time, your hour with us. That's very kind. And we appreciate you, uh, forever and ever. Thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for your song, Paper Stars. And also just thank everybody for being here. We've been getting even bigger numbers than usual, uh, which we really appreciate. And I'm sure it's because a lot of you have told your friends or spread the word somehow or supported or reviewed or anything. And if you have done any of those things, Thank you so much. And if you haven't, feel free to, because we love it. Get the, hey, no, um, get the hell out. Get the hell out. <laughs> yeah, we got the numbers. We don't need you now. No. Uh, if you could spare a moment to review us, uh, Spotify now lets you review. So I'm sure a lot of you listen through there. If you want to give us a five-star review, we would love that. If you don't want to give us a five-star review, you can skip it. It's okay. Um, hey, if you don't want to, get the hell get out. out. No. Um, also, we have our Patreon, which uh, our last episode has been getting some pretty nice reviews. People really enjoyed it. It's It was actually one of the most fun ones we had to record. We did like a little Ask Me Anything on various topics, including how each of us smelled uh, and our favorite sex positions. So if you're interested for $7 a month, not only will you get a new episode every month, but you will get our back catalog of episodes. So I think four at this point. Um, that's, five, you know, five total. Five. Holy shit. There's a new one added every month. Um, also, yeah. $7 is, is like the middle tier. If you want to just show your support, uh, we have a, a, a smaller tier at $3, which uh, goes a long way as well. Like we said, I think last week we mentioned uh, last year uh, or 2021 was the first year that we covered all of our expenses, which is mm -hmm. incredible. And it's all thanks to you guys. On top yeah. of that, uh, we have just launched a brand new show. It is a... Uh, 
Starfinder, which is kind of like D&D in space actual play show, which is us playing the game together. Um, it is story driven. It's a lot of fun. It's Niall and myself, as well as two of our very, very good friends who are incredible angel human beings. Um, and it's it's something we're very, very proud of. And it's something that's like kind of popping off. So if you want to uh, take a listen or check it out, head on over to uh, No Quest cast.com uh we also did a feed drop so as when you you've heard this episode uh there's a good chance you've already seen uh the first episode it's in our it'll be in our feed so if you want to take a listen you don't have to go anywhere you can just check it out yeah honestly it's been super fun to make it's been very exciting to launch we had a phenomenal response the day we launched i don't know how many of that was you guys but but if it was thank you also for that and if it wasn't go check it out it's a lot of fun it's like part narrative part improv kind of just like listening to a radio drama and i can say that because dane created and crafted the whole thing basically i just kind of like i'm along for the ride so check it out let us know what you think we love you guys ever wanted to hear what happens in my brain (laughs) this is a great way to do it it's a lot of screaming (laughs) Uh, you got some best sex ready for us? I do, but I threw the one I had out the window because it was a little too grim. Okay. You know, I just, I wasn't really sure, so I, I, I threw it out. That's fine. Okay, well, <laughs> here's one that's that's interesting. Um, this is Barry Sherrill on writing Tammy Wynette's song, Stand By Your Man. I always wanted to write a song about a woman talking to another woman, and I figured if a woman talked to another woman, what would she tell her? Sometimes it's hard to be a woman, giving all your love to just one man. You'll have bad times. You'll have good times and all that. So if you love him, you'll forgive him. So stand by your man. Nice. Can you imagine a woman talking to another woman? Dear God, what might happen? Hey, let me tell you, the Bechdel test exists or exists for a reason. And it's more rare than you'd think. Yeah. At least, no, for at real. least in media. Well, I just love how this person, it's as if like he just plumbed the depths of his artistry to find... You know, just wow! What a what a fucking trendsetter. Maybe yeah, one day we can all do things where women talk to other women about men, about men, which fails <laughs> about how hard it is to love men, and I'll forgive them all. Uh, thank you very much for listening, friends. My name is Dave Miller, and my name is Nas Spain. We've been your fuck buddies. <laughs>